but I watched for the first time today uh, Enter the Dragon. Uh, that's the first and only Bruce uh, that's Lee a movie big I've watch. seen so far. That's a big watch. You've it's, never it's seen Enter the Dragon? You haven't seen it before? No, well, like this whole year since, you know, Shelter in Place, I've made this the year of like catching up on all my blind spots. So this oh. was one of them. <laughs> I, I, it was on HBO now. I'm like, I've never seen it. And actually, you know, this is one of those instances where like my wife showed me up on a movie like, I'm looking through HBO Max, I'm like, huh, I've never seen Enter the Dragon. And my wife turned to me, and she's like, you've never seen Enter the Dragon? That's a good movie. I'm like, I kind of felt emasculated, like my wife had seen it, and I hadn't, so... You should, Dave, you wow. should. Yeah. She cut you off of that good <laughs> love, didn't she? Crack open a cold box of wine, or pour something cold on ice, because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. this open okay what's new netflix uh, has released their top 10 most watched movies extraction is number one with a ridiculous number something like 99 million streams horror favorite bird box is number two with 88 million and fan yes. favorite the what you like bird box oh yeah i do i thought it was good yeah. the one, that's the right. one with um what's your name uh Sandra Bullock. Bullock. yeah yeah when yeah. they're all blind and they hear the sounds and Mm-hmm. Whatever. There's like a bird in a box. I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember how the birds. I think the birds are just there. I think I don't remember if it's specifically a box. But okay. And then yeah, uh, fan favorite, the wrong Missy, is actually on the list with something like 55 million, which that's a big deal for a comedy, right? I mean, that's a David Spade Whoa. movie. You know, like that's a big deal. Um, surprisingly, Old Guard is uh, claiming the charts at like 77 million, and it's inspiring. It's a star Charlize Theron to wrestle. In an interview she did with WWE, she told them when and where after discussing how she learned her fight moves for the epic. Um, celebrities doing WWE. Well, even Trump did WWE. He did. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> right before he body slammed the whole country. Holy shit! Did I come out of my mouth? I guess it fucking did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 50 million people just unsubscribed. Oh, That's man. <laughs> Uh, no, I was just trying to think of celebrities that have done it. I know Trump did it, and uh, who, oh, Chucky, uh, the Chucky doll did WWE. He they had him on like a <laughs> wrestling event. Who did um, he fight? I have I have no idea. I think he just interrupted a match. Like he came up on the uh, video when uh, when the bride of Chucky came out or whatever. You know, that's good. Uh, good, it's good promotion. Let's see what other celebrities have been on there. Did. There's been a there's been a freaking ton of celebrities that have done wrestling. I, don't know, I should have made like a mini think. list, but I, I didn't. Oh well, Ronda Rousey was a movie person before she went to. De- now she's on WWE all the time, isn't she? Isn't she like a regular wrestler now? I think. I think so. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Then uh, Palm Springs, that's uh, Hulu's top hit, and the filmmaker said they shot multiple endings, which coincides with our theory from a previous podcast that they slapped on a different ending because the tone was different from the arc of the movie. Uh, so that's pretty interesting. Remember how, to me, my personal feelings were that the movie felt different? Com- like, if you, like, the whole string of the movie and then t- the end, to me, felt like it was, you know, like, like slapped on. Like, I thought it was like a, like, like if the studio said, oh, this ending is too depressing, make it happier. I just think maybe because they picked a different ending that had, like, a slightly different tone, maybe, you know, from, like, the act two or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe. 
Well, I mean, they, they said. I, I mean, I read one article that said they they shot like a hundred endings. I don't think they've shot a hundred. I mean, how could they afford to shoot a hundred yeah. endings? But a couple variations, a couple variations, maybe I can maybe see that. Um, Keanu Reeves, he's writing and releasing a comic called BRSKR, which if you try to say the letters out loud, it sounds like the word berserker. It's about an immortal warrior, which to me sounds like he's finally writing a memoir. Because you have you seen those <laughs> jokes that like Keanu Reeves is immortal, right? He really is Look, like yeah, he still looks favorite. like so young, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. Compared to Alex Winter, his co co star for uh, Bill and Ted Three, like Keanu Reeves looks at least twenty years younger than than uh, oh yeah than Alex Winter. He's, so well, yeah. Um, we have a new sponsor, which is it's a they're these badass wireless earbuds. It's their newest model. It's the Everyday E25 by Raycon. You know what? But more about them later. But if you're curious, you can get 50% off right now. That sounds like I said 50, right? <laughs> 15. 15%, 15 yeah. off we'll at buyraycon.com slash binge-watchers. That was 30 <laughs> seconds, folks. They sent me a two-page script to do a 30-second ad later in our show tonight. And that's like a, a word a second. I don't know if it's possible. We'll find out. We'll find out later about that. Um, questions from out there. Okay. Let's talk about a Terminator movie post that's on our Facebook page. I rewatched the original, and I had this profound thought. But this is like my tenth time watching it. But it was like I was sitting there going, "Holy hell, this is a love story." And then I shared this revelation on our Facebook. And then after like a hundred likes, you know, people started talking about it. And I'm just gonna actually like pull it up because our audience doesn't really have like the point of reference, right? So yeah, I'm just gonna like take a look. And then, I don't know. If you guys want to play along, you can go dig at the post. Um, <laughs> or just right listen. I'll, I'll, let's see. Here we go. So what I actually posted well, like a few days ago was the quote from the movie. This is Kyle Reese, right? He says, I crossed time for you, Sarah. And then I wrote, you know, the Terminator's a love story. Hashtag the Terminator. Hashtag sci-fi. Hashtag movies. Picture of them all cuddling, and then the Terminator looks like he's stalking them. And then this guy, Ronnie Satterley, says, I kind of agree. It sucks that John Connor has to send his dad to his death repeatedly. And then Andrew Browning says, basically, he had to let his friend go bang his mom for him to be born. It's definitely a very complex love story, LOL. He got a couple laughs, of course. And then, like, <laughs> Daniel Roy says to him, yep. Then he says, you know what? Uh, this guy Ronnie says, well, it's the curse of the predestination paradox. And then these other guys chime in. This guy Matt say he says, yeah, but it, it has to happen again and again for him to be born. And this other guy, Matt say he says, oh no, Ronnie, it's only once. And then BJ Daniel goes, also, it's a horror story. I don't think it's a horror story. I, I don't think it qual it's not horrific. It's not really scary. It's just tension-filled. Right, because the Terminator won't Ten stop. Tension and action, Pat. Tension yeah. and action, yeah. But I don't. It's not. I don't, it's not really. The only part that's really scary is maybe when you're seeing the other Sarah Connors get blasted away. You know. What I, you know what I mean? Like the wrong targets because they have the same name and he doesn't know which one he's looking for. Which that's yeah. That's that one thing that that's one thing that doesn't make yeah. sense. You're a super programmed robot from the future, and nobody bothered to like program what her face looks. <laughs> you, know you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's <laughs> the one conceit of the story that's like definitely a plot device. I well, love how aged it is too. With like, oh. the, you have to look through the payphone. Oh, the, I love that! I love the, uh, that! I love that! The first thing the Terminator <laughs> yeah. does is he walks up to the phone booth and rips a page yeah. out of the freaking <laughs> out of the freaking you know phone book. Um, 
Which I is like, that. do you, younger people that, do yeah. they even know right. that they, they even know what they're looking at in movies? <laughs> Probably, do they, I don't know. Do, I don't know. I mean, they might understand what it is. I don't know. Um. Okay, so this is what I want to examine: Is Kyle Reese trapped in a causal loop? Here's the definition: It's a theoretical preposition by the means of which time travel happens, or a sequence of events. Could be with actions, information, objects, or people that causes another event to happen, which in turn is among the f- cause of the first thing. So basically, he goes back in time, right? And then, impreg- are you guys with me? I'm with yeah. you. Okay, so Kyle Reese gets sent back in time, impregnates Sarah Connor to have John Connor, and John Connor is Kyle Reese's commander in the future. And so he sends his father back in time so he can be born. So. Do you guys feel like it's an endless loop? Like it's a loop that closes itself off and just keeps going? Or does it only happen once and that's it? Or if you think about consciousness, is like his soul trapped and he's just going to go on this merry-go-round and like never get off? Like he's born, he lives, he gets trained by John Connor, meets John Connor, obsesses over Sarah Connor, gets sent back in time, makes love to Sarah Connor, has John Connor but but, but dies in the process. Then he's born again, meets John Connor. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, like, does it keep going? Or, or... I've never, th- I've never thought of that way. Yeah. that way. So I actually, I, I think no. But yeah, I've always thought it was just See, a one-time thing that he kind See, of. I like, think it is. Yeah. Sorry. You think <laughs> it is a loop? You think it is? You think it is a loop, right? Well, I think so because, um, I mean, at least based on the movies, uh, John Connor uh, keeps living. So I have to assume that they keep, you know, trying to send him back, and uh, he keeps, you know, uh, I don't know. That's uh, you know, um, if That's time, a good question. yeah, the evidence you know, in the movies, the time, uh, if time lives on its own, so to say, I, yeah. I just see it keep happening. Um, John, well, one, do you have James thing. Cameron's number? Can we find this out right now? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I, well, well, okay, here's some evidence to suggest that it might continue to happen. Like, okay, obviously it's fiction, so we're we're going off on a tangent, but. Like, um, the fact that the robots are still there, the fact that the Terminators are still there and the war still exists, the fact that they can send anything back in time at all, it has to be a loop. Like, John Connor has to be born. Sarah Connor has to raise him. The robots have to try to end the world. John Connor has to fight the robots. John Connor has to send Kyle Reese back in time based on the technology provided by the robots, right? Like, Skynet, Uh, the mind of the robots is what's develops the technology for the time travel. So it has to, to me, it would have to be a loop because they're providing the means by which Kyle Reese goes back in time. But I have, uh, I have something to fight your battle on that. In, Termi- <laughs> in Terminator 2, in Terminator 2 yeah. James Cameron's original ending was, was uh, Sarah Connor on a bench watching her son, John, and the future never happened. So in that theory, it did end. So there was never a loop. But then at the last minute, he switched it and just came up with this awesome line that said, there's no fate, but what we make for ourselves. Oh, you because know? uh, you're saying because after Terminator 2, they hadn't intended to show an older John Connor. And, well, the with other his, sequels are alternate timelines, supposedly. At the like, park where she supposedly got burnt from the future Judgment Day. Yeah. You guys remember that ending, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so in theory, your loop, your loop idea... Is BS if if James Cameron would have kept with that ending. Oh, you mean if he pulls off Terminator Two, then then none of it happens, which means yeah, it would never happen. Which means it never mm-hmm. happened in the first place. It's almost like a dream at that point. 
Yeah, but 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 he made them. But but then but they say but okay but they say okay all right but 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 there's also those theories where you jump to a different like you basically bend time and space and you're in another dimension at that point. So regular time goes on. So there's still the world that got nuked, and then there's the then there's this splinter, a splinter reality where you've you have the one that got nuked and the one that got fixed, and they continue on separately. But are they are they loops? Or are they just different dimensions going different ways? Damn, you're I right. Mean, I, 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 it, this is not the podcast I, that can solve that problem. Because <laughs> <laughs> every every, every react, everything you're, you're kind of like, Nick, no, you're kind of winning me over. Like you. I was yeah. I was totally looped into the loop. I was like I like. Oh, I, I'm not though. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I've never seemed like a loop for me. That's why I, I can fight it. I think. And yeah. the other thing is, somebody <laughs> in the audience said, "Will you bring back binge now, binge later, binge never?" The rating system that we developed. Yeah, of course, and we can actually do it on this episode. So we recommend sure. that you just keep listening. Um, all right. Yeah. So let's do first impressions of this movie. This movie is called <laughs> uh, "Welcome to Spring Break," but then it's AKA Nightmare Beach, and I think most people know it. Uh, released, you know, VHS, DVD, whatever, or streamed online as Nightmare Beach, as opposed to "Welcome to Spring Break," because that's not a very horrific title at all. But um. Let's do the Cliff Notes version. We're not going to read each other an entire novel on this one. So, um, let's see. Uh, first impressions. Let's go to Nick. I, it, this was uh, crazy fun. I mean, I loved how it was at spring break. It felt so different being and having a like a motorcycle killer I really liked that mm. electrocutes people. And um, I, I love seeing John Saxton. And uh, who's the guy who kept getting drunk? Uh, what was his name? Michael Parks. I, I, I really oh, yeah. enjoyed. I, I enjoyed this one. I thought it was fun. That was just my quick short impression. I really liked it. Nice, Dave. Uh, I'm kind of a uh, same thing uh, along the same lines of Nick. Um, this is kind of fun. This kind of sums up with like late '80s, just late '80s movies in general. Not particularly horror movies. Like this feels like this feels like Cinemax at midnight on you know in 1989 like it's just you know you got a beach you got bikinis you got a (laughs) murderer on a motorcycle (laughs) yeah Uh, this kind of checks all the 80s boxes i can't believe i never heard of this movie like this is one this was the first time you watched nightmare beach i never even knew it existed till you brought it up in the name thing all right yeah Hmm. all right so uh, my first impression the first time i saw it was just like um awesome like i had a lot of fun i mean like i'm happy it made the cut this year because i uh, i love it a lot actually this is like my fourth time seeing the movie for this thing and uh as dave said it doesn't it it's it it's a slasher movie it's 80s it's full 80s it's like so it's like 80s on display like if the 1980s could be proud of itself it's this movie yeah yeah and now we'll be right back after these messages all right whether you're working from home or you're working on your fitness, you want what you're listening to be, what you're actually listening to, and not what like your kid is listening to some YouTube expert that's teaching them how to get Minecraft skins in the Fortnite game, or your wife asking you to buy a glamping accessory for the camping trip you already can't afford. You know what? Everyone deserves a great pair of wireless earbuds, but before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon's earbuds start at about half the price of the other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing as the top brands that you know, 
like Apple. Their newest model, it's called the Everyday E25 Earbuds. They're the best ones yet. They got six hours of playtime. They can seamlessly stream Bluetooth. They got more bass and more compact design that's going to give you that nice noise isolating fit. That's Raycon's wireless earbuds that are so comfortable. You can use them for conference calls or binging your favorite podcasts. Like, hey, Binge Watchers podcast, for instance. Why is it a game changer for me, the host of this show? I'm using them to podcast right now, and they're freaking awesome. I also use them during the day during my musical meditations while I'm cooking up breakfast for the kids or trying to tune out all the clutter and chaos and noise that I don't need during the day. Unlike some other options, Raycons are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems to distract anybody during those video calls that are important to them as well. Did you also hear that this is the company that was co-founded by Ray J? And even celebrities like Snoop Dogg and Cardi B are obsessed with Raycons. So pick up a pair and see what the hype is all about. Now it's time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. You can get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash bingewatchers. That's buyraycon.com slash bingewatchers. 15% off the wireless earbuds by Raycon. Buyraycon.com slash bingewatchers. And now back to the show. Okay, this movie we've been talking about, what is it about? Let me tell you. A bunch of spring breakers are partying so hard they don't notice that a biker is seeking revenge by killing all their friends. And as Nick already spoiled for everyone, and I didn't even have to do it, he's electrocuting people. Zap, zap, zap with a a bike that's rigged to just juice people off. You know, do you think he has like his battery hooked up to the handle or whatever? Because you know he puts them on the back of the bike and then he flips a switch and they they get shocked to death? Like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So he's got it's got to be like the battery from the bike itself, right? That's that's what I was assuming. Or yeah. or he or got, got like a, special, a or he has a, like a special power because of the electrocution. Second battery. What a smart guy. Hook up the second <laughs> battery. One to run the bike. One to kill your enemies. That's so your victims. You know your chosen few, your chosen flock. So uh, let's go to favorite bits. Which sounds appropriate because it's a horror movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This could be anything you find interesting. Could be a scene, a character, a bit of dialogue. Um, Nick. Yeah. I I actually, and I don't want to go into the horror bits. I want to. I actually, some of my favorite bits were. I kept laughing. This is so random. I laughed so hard. You remember that guy who kept going, Gators, Gators? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah. so, um, busting up. I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, who the yeah, hell yeah, is yeah. This guy. We, and uh, he kept, he jumped in their car. <laughs> he ran to, he was in the jail. Like, I was laughing hysterically whenever that guy came in. Well, here, here's the thing. Like, here's what I wonder. Was it the same guy or was it people in Florida that are just in the background? Like, what if I they were unpaid? The same guy, they, the like, same they could have been unpaid extras that were really spring breaking that were just really happy about the Gators football team down there. At, like, Florida, it's like Florida State or something like that. It's like a college football team, right? So, I, I guess so. They, yeah. It I is. It is. And, like, it, yeah. it's the school where Gatorade is from, right? Like, the, the coach who created Gatorade oh, is, that true? Oh, okay. is like a coach in Florida. And, like, uh, I think it's either University of Florida or Florida State. Like, people don't string me up. You already want to kill me about the Trump joke at the beginning. Don't, don't. Get mad at me because I can't remember which school the Gators are from, but it could have been yeah, real. I, I, it could have been like real life Gator fans. It could have been people right. who are really like the Gators that happen to be in the background of this movie, and they're like, you know what? We just burned film on this. 
we're not gonna we're gonna have to keep him in the movie otherwise we can't use these scenes you, you know what i mean like that's what i, I was imagine cracking up it was genius yeah it's it, so funny it's so funny also, also michael parks his drinking problem i just love like subtle nuances like that i just uh, thought it was that was fun too well, at one point they say so much Gator things that you think that like the the football team like paid for the movie, like it's like a commercial know, right? for the yeah. football team. Uh, the reason though I, it helped notice this is we were all commenting on it because, folks, what we did is we actually did a watch party on our Facebook page, and so we had some people tuning in to watch it with us, and like the Gator stuff really stood out for some reason, and I never I never noticed that before until people started talking about it. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, let's go to uh, Dave's favorite bits. Um, you know, I can't think of any particular bits, but I mean, I just, I love the overall tone of the movie. Um, particularly, I mean, there are times that this movie kind of leans into the so good it's bad, uh, territory with some of the over the top acting, um, particularly the two leads, uh, the, 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 the guy and the girl are some of the worst actors, but they kind of hit that sweet spot of it's bad, but it's watchable. It's kind of fascinating to watch. Um, I'd say if you watch this, just watch the acting of the two leads a lot. Uh, like that's that's kind of a you know um, a, a notch below troll two level of acting, but working its way there. Oh uh, man, see, I didn't even bother to write down what their names are, but uh, I know the dude goes on to be like a film editor, and the girl works in a couple of movies now and again, mostly television, lifetimey type stuff. But none of them really mm. go on to you know win Academy Awards or anything, you know. So. Uh, there's no like shining star that comes out of this movie no. you know no. who, who's yeah. funny in this movie is and nick was talking about this while we were watching it was the john saxon he's like oh yeah covering things up for the whole city basically what was so yeah. funny is like the guy the biker was going around killing everybody and then the mayor res- was response was let's send the sheriff out to bury these kids in like the salt mines or <laughs> you know <Yeah>. like <laughs> oh that's so good. That's probably my favorite part is is the sheriff having to drive around, collect the bodies, and then try to cover it up. And then um, Jaws came out before this, right? Do we do we think yeah. we know that Jaws came out? Okay, so the Jaws yeah, the Jaws mayor yeah. doesn't want to close the beaches because it's too much money for the for the city, right, or the town, right? So like the mayor in here is kind of the kind of like the Jaws mayor who's like, oh man, this is really going to affect that spring break money. You, you know what I mean? So right. we're not going to do anything about it. Just keep dumping the bodies. And like the killer's probably like, holy shit, nobody's paying attention to me. I'm getting away with it, and I don't even have to clean up my mess afterwards. <laughs> this <laughs> like, is incredible. Yeah, somebody's going to do it for me. My my gosh. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about his methods, the Slayer the Slayer methods. Since it's a horror movie and we're watching slashers, you know, for Summer Slash 2020, let's discuss whether or not we actually like the killer and his methods. So the killer, it, we think, you think, you know, you're cruising along this movie, you think he's a reincarnated uh, biker gang leader who's get executed for, for murdering kids you don't see, like... The movie starts out, you're at a prison execution, Some somebody is about to get electrocuted, so when the biker's cruising around electrocuting people, you're like, oh yeah, he, he came back to life like he said he was going to, and he's getting revenge on them. And then you find out it's someone that just hates partying, like, has a religious bent or whatever, and and wants to take these kids out because he just can't handle the partying, just can't take it, right? They don't really go too deep yeah. into it. It's just kind of standard fare, right? Just like, yeah. like hey, I hate I hate kids, I hate them partying. You know, um, he can't get his own kid to pray with him. You know, you know what I mean. So he's he's had it, folks. He's he's just had it. He's just given up. And he, but he really took time to really build a hell of a motorcycle. He really did. It's almost yeah, like Ghost yeah. Rider level, like 
motorcycle powers because he really engineered a way, a pretty interesting way, I think. Uh, it's more unique than some other slasher movies. He made a whole mechanism to kill you with. Yeah. Um, plus, yeah. His, and his costume is pretty rad. He's got a black leather suit, you know, and he's got this red, blood red bicycle helmet. Not bicycle helmet. We're not riding bicycles. Why did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> Motorcycle helmet, folks. That's what we're talking about. It was uh, an interesting look for a killer, though. I, I, I dug it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's definitely unique. I mean, it's, this isn't um, – not that there's anything wrong with uh, a butcher knife uh, yeah. like plenty of those <laughs> movies, but just the fact that it was something so different and you know stands above the rest. Pretty original. Well, I think but, that yeah. I think those are the two elements that make it like stand the test of time or – better than your average slasher movie is well one it has a, i mean well there's a couple things nightmare beach is a great title right yeah if yeah. they hadn't been nightmare beach somebody else would have made a movie that's awesome called nightmare beach so nightmare beach great title uh two the killer is unique the way it looks or the way he looks and then three the method of the killing in this movie like juicing people with your your motorcycle is kind of cool you, you know what i mean it's like yeah, yeah. really cool so so um. So then, actually, he doesn't actually ever slash anybody up, right? No, maybe the maybe the one guy he kills in the elevator. No, he kills a girl. In the, remember the peeping tom? Um. Yeah, I don't remember there actually being any you know slash in terms of yeah, like, you know, slash more. slash. Um, yeah. But uh, it's still technically a slasher by the definition. Yeah, electrocutioner, I guess. <laughs> the electrocutioner. <laughs> the electrocutioner. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they call him in the script. Who knows? The killer? The biker? Who knows? Um, probably it's a done name like The Shape, you know, the original Halloween. Mm. <laughs> I know, uh, right? <laughs> okay, so comparison to other slasher films, other movies, let's try to do Binge Now, Binge Later, Binge Never. Um... We'll start with Dave. All right, I had to think about this, so um, I'm going to say um, a binge uh, for. Well, if I'm going to say this movie, we'll start with this movie. I'm going to say binge later. Um, I do like this movie. Um, I but um, I wouldn't say you have to rush out. Um, you can wait, but I will say um, kind of. It's not a. It's not a slasher, but a similar movie in terms of uh, a phantom or a spirit on a bike. I'm going to say watch now the wraith. With uh, Charlie oh. Sheen and uh, God, who else was in it? Charlie Sheen and uh, I know Clint Howard was in it. Uh, that's a that's kind of a I don't know if it's forgotten, but I know that's a it's a fun movie from the '80s about a biker. So ghost. that's your binge now. So that's binge that's now. my binge oh, now. This one. Yeah, okay. and then I'm gonna say binge never. Um, another movie. Oh, this I guess is kind of like a slasher to do with electrocution. Um, I'm probably gonna get some shit, but I say binge never. Shocker. <laughs> I'm sorry, Wes Craven. So- Dude, Wait, up, dude, dude, you're talking about the guy that gets electrocuted and then comes back through the television yeah. and goes yes. after the guy obsessed with I, I, television? You know, I liked it Damn when it. I was younger. I watched it within the last five years or so, and it does not hold up for me. Dude, I'm, I'm pretty sorry. sure I covered that totally when we had agree. our Halloween run a few years ago, the infamous miniseries called It It Came from the DVD Catacombs. Pretty sure we covered Shocker. I like that movie a lot. I can't believe it's your binge never, but fair enough. You did warn us and say we're going to give you shit. <laughs> like you did. <didn't> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, okay, so so read them back. So you're binge now. Wait, so, so does binge that mean now night- is the wraith? Okay, yeah. Uh, binge later. I'm gonna say this movie, Nightmare Beach, uh, and then binge never. Shocker. Wow. Which I think are no, no. I almost thought they were all in '89, uh, but the wraith was not. <laughs> okay. 
I'm I'm a little taken back. I'm shocked. I'm shocked by so, the fact oh no. that he dropped the shocker on us about shocker. <laughs> uh, let's go to Nick's binge now. Binge later. Binge never. I would say I'd binge this one later. Also, yeah. I'm not saying I didn't like it. Like I did like it, but it's not where I'm like, oh, I, you have to go see this right away. You know, um, kind of along along these lines. I mean, I I, I guess I would say just because I saw it recently. Would uh, binge now would be frighteners, Ooh, I guess. Oh, that's a nice. powerful binge now. That's a powerful binge now, guys. And uh, binge later. I know it has nothing to do with it, but troll two, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just wow. want to talk about troll two. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and what's your binge never? Uh, binge never. Uh, uh, Come back to me. Let me let me think about. It. I, I would have to. Wait a minute. So you you don't even. Too. So wait. So wait. So wait. Unless I wait, heard you. I, I thought my binge never was troll too. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So I misheard you. I thought you skipped over binge my, later, but my, that's my Nightmare binge, Beach, my right? Binge later was Nightmare. Nightmare Beach. Okay. Yeah, Nightmare Beach. Yeah, and number one was Frighteners. Binge oh. now. Okay, <clears throat> I'm gonna pull mine. I think through the movies that we've watched so far. Okay. Oh, that would be interesting. I should have done that. Binge okay. now, Blood Diner. Binge later, Nightmare Beach. It's a very close tie. Like they that that's a very that's like photo finish. You know, if it was a if it was a a horse race or a dog race, it'd be like we'd have to go to a photo to see which one is nosing out over the other one. But binge now, Blood Diner. Binge later, Nightmare Beach. Hey, David. Binge yeah, never uh... from beyond. Uh, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, John, are you and I still on even the same even day? over late to rest? Oh, that's a good point. You know what? That wow, way to point. save from beyond. Uh, for, no, uh, from beyond was way better than late to rest. See, but I'm still promoting our last episode, so I don't want to talk <laughs> too horribly about <laughs> late to rest because that's the name of the episode. <laughs> but sometimes it's neat to talk yeah. crap on movies, and that, sometimes that makes for a better episode. Okay, so same. politically. I'll just keep my ratings what they were. <laughs> oh, shit. But, John, is your favorite movie so far of the summer slash, just like mine, is still Blood Diner? Blood Diner is still the reigning My champion. number one, too. Okay, I just wanted to see if you're on the same page. Okay, cool. I don't even know. Let me see what we have. Well, it's kind of hard because there's a few that are neck and neck. Like, Blood Diner, I'm with you guys as much. But, like, I also so really like Der Samurai. You know what yeah, I mean? Was, like, oh, I, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. But I, I think Blood Diner is still better. But yeah. Blood Diner, well, Blood Diner is just in a league of its own. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's you know, it's it's a horror movie, but it's really more of a comedy. Yeah. Well, I mean, but that's the that's the uh, director's forte, right? So, yeah. you know, well, it's I, li- be... I like the campiness of it. Like, it's definitely camp is hard to pull off. Well, I've misplaced our list of movies. I was already going <laughs> to jump ahead. Well, but... let's see. We can also go to. Uh, you know, like anybody can listen to us on a podcast app, like Podcast Addict. <laughs> what? Oh, speaking of podcast apps, you know what I noticed was I was like digging through, um, like just I got advertised our our show, but it was by TuneIn Radio was advertising Binge Watchers podcast and podcast app, which I've never heard of, was also advertising our show. I was like, damn, that's pretty cool <laughs> like an uh podcast aggravator like advertising our show like it's one thing for us to try to market and reach people and reach out you know to our friends on facebook or twitter or whatever and be like hey check out our podcast 
But to have like an aggravator, which is kind of like an iTunes or whatever, right? Like, mm, right. Um, to have one of those guys, like, hey, you guys should, uh, you know, come download our app so you can play Binge Watchers podcast. That that to me was that was kind of cool. That's Took a awesome. screenshot of that because I wanted to keep that. That's like a yeah, that's like a gold star. You know, hang it up, teacher. You know, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I got our list. I found it, so we're we're good to go. Um, where are we at? We are did we did our binge now binge later. So hopefully, uh, Chad, you'll be very happy to know that we delivered our promise to you for binge now binge later binge never. And the way it works is we always compare the other movies to a three rating system. We might as well bring it back for future episodes. It's kind of a cool. Yeah, it's kind of like, like the perfect yeah. system for binge watchers. Binge now, binge later, binge never. We'll we'll keep it going. Um. So hey, what else are you guys watching? Let's 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 jump into that. Who's ever ready? Well, actually, or should I just pick? I don't know. Dave, you ready? You go first. I've watched quite a bit, um, but I watched for the first time today uh, Enter the Dragon. Uh, that's the first and only ah, Bruce Lee movie I've watch. seen so far. That's a big watch. You've it's, never it's seen Enter the Dragon? You haven't seen it before? No, well, like this whole year since, you know, Shelter in Place, I've made this the year of like catching up on all my blind spots. So this oh. was one of them. <laughs> I, I, it was on HBO now. I'm like, I've never seen it. And actually, you know, this is one of those instances where like my wife showed me up on a movie. Like I'm looking through HBO Max. I'm like, huh, I've never seen Enter the Dragon. And my wife turned to me and she's like, you've never seen Enter the Dragon. That's a good movie. I'm like, I kind of felt emasculated like my wife had seen it and I hadn't. So. <laughs> You should, Dave. You wow. should. Yeah. She cut you off of that good love, didn't she? Yeah. She She's like, you. you think your dragon's getting played with? No, you haven't seen this fucking movie, yeah. Enter the Dragon? Get yeah. out of the bedroom. She kicked you out. You had to sleep on the couch, didn't you, Dave? Yeah. Oh, shit. But I, rectified that. I actually rectified that this morning. So uh, Enter the Dragon. Oh, he I mean, rectified. Like, he erectionified that this morning. Oh, oh I thought you were I watched it this else. morning. You know, I thought you were talking about... Being unmasked. I, I thought you were talking about getting laid. That's what I <laughs> he's, like, I'm like, he's like, I fixed that this morning. Another movie that I watched, it was actually a rewatch. Wait, 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 wait. We're not um, done. Wait, we're, hey, 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 hey. Slow down, killer. We're not done with Enter the Dragon. If you don't know. Because here's the thing if we bring up a movie, we should tell the audience because, Dave, what if they're sitting out there on their couch getting yelled at by their wife because they haven't seen Enter the Dragon and they have no idea what it is? We got to take a few seconds here to go. Enter the Dragon is Bruce Lee's top movie. It made him famous, put him on global charts everywhere, and it's still a good. Is it a good movie? It has our buddy John Saxon again, right? It's definitely a good movie. Um, Yeah. It's. I didn't realize how influential this movie is. The whole. I had the reverse thing of where I watched a movie that ripped off this plot first, and then I watched this movie and had a reverse. Like, oh, this is like that movie. This the movie Balls of Fury that was made like what ten years ago or so is basically a rip off of this movie except with ping mm-hmm. pong. Yeah, it's a ping pong tournament. <laughs> but he gets trained. Here's the funny thing is, um, he gets trained at a dojo in there by um, I think it's is his name James Hong, and he was the guy from. Big Trouble in Little China. Big Trouble in Little China. And let's see. And also Jason Lee's in there who played Jason Scott Lee, who played um, Bruce Lee Bruce, in, in Bruce the Bruce Lee, Lee story. And, uh, Bruce Lee story. Oh, yeah, the Dragon, Dragon and Bruce, and Bruce Lee, story. Lee story. That was yeah. so good. So Bruce Lee's all over that. But you're right. It's a ping pong tournament instead of a, a you know Mortal Kombat style. You know, you, you fight to the death in, uh, in End of the Dragon. It's a fight to the death tournament. Then 
Isn't like the government's investigating in that one too, right? Like they're sting yeah, operation like to figure out what's going the, on. The main guy uh, Han, uh, the CIA or the government wants to infiltrate him, and but so they it, have Bruce, Bruce Lee's Lee character is looking for like his tournament. missing sibling or something. Isn't isn't his sibling go to the tournament first and got killed? Um. Well, his girlfriend. Am I, uh, got, Nick? Am oh, I no, thinking of the me, Kumite? Am I, Nick? Killed. Am I thinking of the other movie with the Kumite? It's <laughs> the Kumite. Kumite. Yeah, uh, that's an. Um, okay. What is it? Bloodsport, right? Yeah, that's Bloodsport. Yeah. Kumite. Yeah. Yeah. Let's try Jean Claude Van Damme. Um. Yeah, uh, but Enter the Dragon. I mean, we we could do a whole episode on that alone. Um. Like, but um, that's it's a fun fucking movie. Like, uh, I get it. Like, okay. I get why everybody likes Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like, I had any reason to doubt it, but... Um. Well, you know, when they released um, the Green Hornet TV show, it was actually just called Kato in Hong Kong, because, like, you know, Bruce Lee was so popular there, like, the Green Hornet was, like, an afterthought. Totally, yeah. Well, so. you know, the thing that I notice about this is, like, Jackie Chan does crazy shit, uh, Jet Li's his own thing, I mean, everybody, but... The one thing that Bruce Lee I noticed had was fucking speed. Like, his fucking hands are so... In fact, the one thing I noticed about the movie is so many of the fight scenes were in slow motion just because they had to, like, probably do it so you could see what the fuck he was doing. He was that fast. Yeah, I, I don't know, know if right? Bruce Lee would survive in the world of social media because, all right, he, he's been gone so long that people are now starting to doubt whether the legend was as, as legendary in real life as he is. I think that Chuck Norris defends a lot of the stuff that Bruce Lee was supposedly able to do, and a lot of his students that trained with him. Like, um, what's that basketball player that's in Game of Death who trained with him? Uh, oh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and they talk about like how he studied so many versions of martial arts. He combined them into his own style. Jeet Kune Do wrote a book. He says, always be like water. There's some good interviews with him, but he didn't let himself be recorded. Like, obviously, there's the choreography in his movies, but he didn't let his fights get recorded, and there's like maybe I think there's one sparring event that he took part in that's on like a film reel, and it's like a few minutes long, and I think you can dig it up on YouTube. But there's not a lot of footage of him fighting. What's funny is though, there's a home movie. Have you guys seen the home movie where Brandon Lee is like 18 months old, and he's cooking, he's like kicking really fast, like his dad would. Like, I don't know if you guys saw that. I think that. so. Like, I, I, I think so, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so the speed and agility could have been real, but how would we know? I mean, he's a guy that, like, you'd want to be, like, you know, whatever. I mean, some celebrities, whatever. I mean, we've all had jobs in the industry, so sometimes they're just regular people, but then there's other ones that still kind of make you, like, uncomfortable because, holy shit, it's that person. And I think, like, mm-hmm. only having, like, seen him in a bunch of movies and thinking about how legendary he is, it might be hard to be around Bruce Lee, right? Like, if he was actually real and walking around, or alive, you know, walking around. Um, But, I mean, they kind of make fun of him in the Quentin Tarantino movie, and, like, there was a lot of controversy about that. Yeah, that was interesting scene. So, there's this whole thing about, like, was he just a legend? And the fact that he died early makes a legend so much bigger. Or was he really that good? And, like, there'll be no way to know. Right? Because the people that know him are now like in their 70s and 80s, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, in their mind, in their memories, he's probably changed from being a regular guy to being this legendary thing anyway, you know? Like, he's no longer a person. He's just a legend now because he's passed away, right? So there, And there is something about dying young and you never grow old, so you just always remember Bruce Lee or like James Dean or something. You just, these people are forever young. Yeah. Dang. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah, we never got to witness him slowing down because it never happened. All right. Exactly. And you had another thing you watched. Now we can move on. I just wanted to give Bruce Lee enough credit before we just like just no, quickly. He's, no, no, he's great. I mean, like I said, that that's my first time watching a Bruce Lee movie, yeah. and it uh, was worth it. Um, just another quick shout out to a movie I watched. We don't have to go in depth on this, but um, uh, a Martin Short movie called Clifford, where Martin Short, a forty-year-old <laughs> guy, plays a ten-year-old yes. boy. <laughs> I remember. That, I remember that one. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, I, how, it, does, how does it hold up? You know, as long as you as long as you realize, like, okay, everybody's in on the joke of him playing a ten year old boy. I think it's fun. I mean, it's it, it. He like Martin Short has his his own thing. He has such energy in his movies. That, like, I don't know where the fuck that guy gets it from, but um, he's kind of like the underrated. I think he's kind of the underrated of those guys of like Martin Short and uh, you know basically the Three Amigos guys. He kind of kind of gets looked over a lot but he's funny as shit you know what he's still funny though i've seen him on conan recently and he was hilarious he's still yeah. got it yeah, yeah he hosted an episode of saturday night live like a year or two ago and like he's in his 60s but he yeah. still has like the energy of a 20 year old oh i know right he's like a little kid sometimes the funniest like, thing that i've cow. oh sorry guys um I was going to say, the funniest thing I've seen him do is he kind of roasts david spade on david spade's lights out talk show like and he says, he says, I'm not gonna laugh until you say something funny to David Spade. <laughs> it was perfect. It was awesome. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna YouTube that. I gotta look yeah, that up. It's pretty good. Yeah. What about you, Nick? What did you watch? Anything cool this week? I watched a movie that I haven't seen since I was a child, and I forgot how much I love this movie. And oh my gosh, it it like melted my heart. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. This oh, movie oh, is man. still so fucking good, and Danny Elfman's score, everything about it, it's just, and it's like the ultimate. Um, road trip movie and all the characters he meets. Right. I mean, gosh, I, I, this movie is like probably my top twenty movies. I, I love it. It was so good. To oh, see, see I got, thought you were right. teasing us earlier. We have a private Facebook Messenger group that we manage the show with, and Nick mm. had sent a GIF of the killer clowns from outer space. So I thought oh, that no. was going to be your like, hey, I watched this <laughs> uh, th- again this week. I, I've been meaning to watch that though. Maybe oh. I'll bring that up next week. I, I'm I'm tempted to watch that one. No, but it was Pee Wee. Yeah, Pee Wee's yeah, awesome. Uh, it's so did good. you like the net the Netflix one? Did you see the I, I one? never I never Pee-wee's finished holiday. it. Yeah, I never finished it. No, Pee Wee's Big it's, Holiday or whatever. It's pretty fun. I mean, it's not it's not Pee Wee's Big Adventure, but it's I'd rank it above Big Top Pee Wee. <laughs> I think anything could be. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, anything is better than Big Top Pee Wee, from what I remember. Yeah, <laughs> although it had a very young Benicio del Toro in that. Wow. Oh really? Oh wow. Yeah. Although, you know, it's so great. You mentioned the music in that um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure has like one of the few songs that is on my Spotify playlist is just like a regular song that shuffles through. And it's the breakfast machine like dun, 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 dun. It's so, so good. good. And yeah. like it, the way he scored it was so awesome, too, because it it felt like a machinery or something like the way the scene was playing out. Uh, and it just sets up the chaos of what you're in for. I, and I just love so many of the characters like he meets the robber. He meets. The lady, he, you know, he, he meets all these ladies that love him. His bike gets stolen. Like, there's so many fun characters along the way. You're like, it's like, it's like the perfect movie. <laughs> it's really great. Yeah, uh, sorry, I'm, I kill, it kills me at the end. Uh, his line in the fake movie within the movie of his venture, like, pay, you know, uh, he's got that super deep voice in the movie within the movie. Paging Mr. Paging Mr. Herman. Herman. <laughs> yeah. Also, my favorite part is in that scene when he keeps looking at the camera. <laughs> I like die Dude. laughing every time I watch it. It's so good. But my favorite part is my favorite. Like this was like as a kid, I realized like 
the idea of editing or like how a joke can be made in editing is like that scene of him running out with the snakes. Like just <laughs> I haven't watched <laughs> it in years and that kills me thinking about it. It's so good. Oh man. So good. Yeah. I watched uh, this comedy on Netflix. It's a teen comedy, but it's called uh, the package and these um, three teen kids or whatever, take their two girlfriends out into the woods and they're supposed to go on a camping trip. But one guy's playing around with a pocket knife. And he cuts his dick off. And so then the movie <laughs> I is this. trying I to save this. their friend's yeah. dick before it expires and get it reattached to his body. And they have two like little coolers and they both have the same, you know, red tops or whatever. And they give the medevac guy the wrong cooler. So yes. they send him with a six pack of beer to the hospital instead of his penis. And then they spend <laughs> the next day and a half like trying to run to the hospital through the woods across a lake. Like they steal a guy's boat and like threaten his little kid. And the guy, you know, accuses them of being pedophiles. So it's just like mistaken identity, but the jokes are really funny, right? And then, like, at one point, a snake bites the penis, and they're like, oh, man, someone's going to have to suck the penis to get the poison out. And you're just like, what the hell? What the hell is happening? And, uh, but it's like, it's a lot funnier than I thought. I thought it was going to be a throwaway, you know, comedy, but it reminds me of, like, um, outrageous comedies with kids swearing is always funny, right? Like, so, so, like, uh, but these kids are like 18, 17, 18. Not like good boys where they're like 12 and telling you to go fuck yourself, you know? But mm-hmm. same kind of comedy. Kids misbehaving and doing outrageous shit and makes you feel like a kid again. It's that type of movie. It's a, it might be a feel good movie, maybe. I don't know. It's by the guys that did uh, Workaholics. They produced it. Um, one of them's in it, the guy Blake with the long hair. Um, Oh, so is this the movie that on Netflix the the poster is like just a eggplant. eggplant emoji? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is one of those times where I I couldn't even judge a book by its cover because it told me nothing by about that damn the movie, eggplant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I um, love the movie, John. I, I remember watching it. I thought it was really good too. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty funny. I'll have to check that out. Like, yeah, you kind of I, 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 I almost <laughs> want to give away the funniest thing in the movie, but I don't want like I don't oh, want to ruin it for it. anybody. Yeah, so but... I'll just I'll save it. I'll, I'll let people like you know get into it or whatever. Um, what's happening on the show next week? Wow, I said I had the list, and then let me flip through my pages here. Uh, <laughs> oh, we're coming back with this this movie that's that's also supposed to be like really intriguing and it has a lot of like clout to it online. Paganini Horror from '89. Um, hmm. I've never heard of it. Well, I've yeah, heard of it, but I've never watched either. it. So that's what's really hard is like to be on a show like this where we've seen possibly thousands of movies between us to find a list of slasher films that we haven't seen collectively. That's actually pretty hard to do because I think a couple of times we've hit some movies that maybe Dave has already seen or you've seen Nick or yeah. there might have been one or two that I've seen. I mean, obviously, like I saw Nightmare Breach like a handful of times. I think eighty um, percent of the time I've not seen the movie so far. Oh, that's like, pretty cool. You, you, yeah, it's a pretty good, crazy list. Yeah, um, yeah. Pretty, out of this year, I've, I've seen maybe two or three. Yeah, but out of thirteen or twelve or thirteen movies, that's not that lot. Not a lot. Yeah, dang. So um, that's it for tonight, folks. Uh, we kind of zipped through it, but we would love for you to check out Nightmare Beach. Uh, it's still available on our Facebook page or in our group Raised by Television until Facebook finds out that it's there and then they take it down. <laughs> like, I don't know when that's going to happen, but it's there right now. So you can almost do a replay if that's the only way to find the movie. It's there, floating there right now. Um, and yeah, get to our social. I have an Instagram. Nick has an Instagram. Dave's finally on Instagram. Uh, Twitter sucks, so don't go to Twitter. Stick to our Facebook and our Instagram. Twitter's Wait, pretty Dave, much dead on, on delivery, Instagram, so... 
Um, yeah, we'll see <laughs> yeah, you next week, folks. Thanks for tuning in to another oh, binge watchers. I didn't know that. Sorry. Slick. <laughs> you and me together, get Together